0: Welcome in, it is your Utah Post Game Show, Hans Olsen, Frank Dolce, hanging out with you, uh, breaking down this game, having a great Saturday. Happy Saturday morning to everybody out there. I know a little bit of snow on the ground, a little bit cold, but some great college football and Utah fans, you were just treated to a really nice win. Utah with the win over Colorado and luckily we've got Frank here to break it all down. Live at the TridayTrading.com studios at the point of the mountain. Go to TridayTrading.com, and you can see how you can get a demo account with just $10 that puts you in the market for 30 days. Frank, give me your thoughts here. What happened? This this game didn't
1: go the way that I thought it would go. It did in the first half. It it
0: did with who won. You thought Utah would win. I gave Utah the edge, but I
1: still thought it was going to be – Uh, Very low scoring, 17-14, 21-17 type of a football game. And, uh, you know, a veritable offensive explosion by the Utes, who scores uh, 28 points in the second half this year. And uh, would you call this, could you call this the emergence of Jake Bentley 20 of 32 for 240 yards. That's the type of productivity Utah needs out of the quarterback position every week. To, to go along with the run game. Uh, 20 of 32, 240 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. And even with that, Jake Jake missed a couple passes, today, but he made a lot more. So I'm very surprised by... by Utah's offensive productivity, based on what, we've, what we saw the first few weeks, and uh, I think a big part of that, uh, you know, Utah executing is one thing, but Colorado losing their best linebacker uh, felt like an opportunity for Utah to control the game on the ground, which they did in the second half.
0: They absolutely did. Ty Jordan with some huge runs. But I want to go right to the most impressive part of Utah's entire package to me. That was Britton Covey in the return game and Britton Covey in this offense. Talk about what you saw from the return missionary, return from surgery, return from injury, Britton Covey.
1: Well, let's see about Britton Covey's productivity today. Three punt returns uh, for 44 yards. 14.7-yard average. Three kickoff returns for 88 yards. So you have 132 yards right there uh-huh. in productivity. Uh, Britton Brit Covey has nine catches for 76 yards. So now you're 208 yard, or 108 yards. Right, no, two hundred and eight yards. yards in yes. productivity, and Covey had one carry for two yards, so two hundred and ten yards of offensive productivity today, plus the touchdown. Uh, yeah, he was. Was he meaningful? Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's fairly meaningful. I've got a. They to... almost they almost tried to get him to throw a pass too.
0: <laughs> so I've got to stop you for just a second. Uh, I just got a text from a very trusted friend of ours that's on air with us and he said the emergence of jake bentley will you (laughs) please ask frank dolce to expand his uh his thoughts on jake bentley a bit so the emergence of jake bentley
1: yeah did you see the offense i said offensive explosion
0: also (laughs) okay but how much of that had to do with jake bentley
1: He was mu- he was much better. He missed some passes in the first half, and and I he had a kind of a sinking feeling that uh, the day wasn't going to go well for Bentley. But look at the numbers finishing up: twenty of thirty two, two hundred and forty yards. So uh, he, that's pretty meaningful the, in the second half of play.
0: He was the better quarterback in the second half. Sam Noyer the better quarterback in the first half. Yeah, I think you could say that. Jake Bentley, the better quarterback in the second half. Yeah, I think you could say that for sure. Uh, Bentley did have,
1: uh, I thought, as opposed to other games this year, he did have a, a nice, clean pocket most of the day. He had a lot of time to look and find people downfield. Uh, that is certainly helpful for a quarterback. And he had, he had some guys make... Really good plays in the receiving game. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't. It's you know, it's not like Jake Bentley was running around dropping dimes on everybody. He got some help. Yeah, no question you, about but, it. But you have
0: got to pay some respect to 38 points.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because I was with you. I, I I was thinking, you know, if they get to 20, 24 points, that that'd be a really nice number for Utah. Yeah. And they yeah. got to thirty eight points. So you do have to say, hey, Bentley had a game. He he did well in the second half. He had some horribly ugly throws in the first half. And, I don't, he, and one interception that was it just left his hands soft, floated on him. Yeah. I so I don't be,
1: I don't think Bentley needs to be a superstar. And I, 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 I agree with that. I don't think he had a superstar performance. I think he had the performance that he should have weekly, and if he does that on a weekly basis, uh, combined with Utah's ability to run the football, they're gonna be, they're really good. They can be really good on the offensive side, and that you know when the passing game starts going like that, and you have a guy like Ty Jordan in the backfield, all of a sudden it's a little more difficult for a defensive front seven to look at the running back constantly, to, to focus all of your attention on the running back, because now all of a sudden you're picking up 10 or 11 yards in the passing game. And so you have to worry about that. And and then that leads to, you know, Ty Jordan, a 66-yard touchdown run. People just couldn't focus on him as much in the second half, and the fact that the the best linebacker was hurt colorado
0: i'll talk a little bit about this offensive line and then i'm going to let you talk about ty jordan's numbers um and this running game obviously the running game was a beautiful staple nearly 200 yards for utah but i did see uh, a lot of run block improvement specifically in the second half from this utah offensive line i wanted to call out jaron kump he's the right tackle for the university of utah number 68 he started road grade a bit started to make some big blocks and looked really good. I know that Nick Ford was shooting some snaps low. You saw a couple snaps dribble, in, including the one that was a wildcat snap to Brent Keithy on the one-yard line that yes. on a fourth down that led to a yeah. tackle for a loss and, and, and sent off the field. But I thought that Nick Ford at times did a, a decent job at the center spot. But the guards playing well, see me playing well at the left tackle spot, and I felt like – the Utah offensive line specifically in the second half came out to play as the tougher group. Now you're right. Colorado did lose their stud starred linebacker, which is heartbreaking. I mean, it just makes you sick to see the amount of pain that he was in. And, Mm -hmm. And we were watching this game with my son rock. And my son was feeling really horrible about the kind of the, the, the pain, the excruciating pain on this, this guy's face. And, and I told him, that's as much the emotional strife as it is the physical strife. You know, you're out there in the freezing cold. You, you know, you're, you're playing a really good year. You're playing a good game. You had six tackles to that point, and that thing rips out. And you're just – there. so many things go through your mind of what is my yeah. future and how hard is this going to be. And, yeah, the pain does suck, but you could see that the, the kid was wearing the emotions on his face. But I felt like Utah's offensive line – again took another step forward and you got to say that there were a couple of of questionable things we we the question the wildcat mm-hmm. um we questioned there there were one or two run plays in the first half of the game that were that were questionable calls but man I was really really happy with Andy Ludwig's calls in the second half by and large and some calls in the first half with the screen sets to Brant Keithy but talk to me about Ty Jordan's numbers. Talk to me about Ty as a runner, Ty as a freshman, and the future of Ty Jordan for University of Utah.
1: It would be, at this point, I think it would be somewhat miraculous for Utah to hold on to Ty Jordan for four years. I just don't, I just don't know that that's a guy that, that lasts for four years. I mean, it was Moss's
0: senior. Moss went through a senior. Remember, he went
1: the 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 uh, Florida trio stayed all together oh, okay. for the senior That's year.
0: Right. Was B- Booker a senior?
1: Booker Devonte Booker was a senior too. Okay, so they made it. Yeah,
0: but I don't. They didn't have a freshman campaign like this, though, did they? A tr- a true freshman campaign. Well, Zach
1: Mo- Zach Moss got hurt his his first year. That's right. Um. So I. He just plays. He, he doesn't play like a freshman. He he plays with uh, th- this. He has a he has a sense of the game. He's intuitive about the game. Um, he plays with a level of aggressiveness that that you don't necessarily see out of a young guy like that at, at that position group. Uh, he's physical, um, smart. He's he manages the the football really well. You He's made had one fumble on the year.
0: You made me stop and rewind one play today. What was it?
1: The tie, the tied Jordan, which run? His touchdown run or the run before the, the touchdown? The blitz run? pickup. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, so that's the other thing. We we had this. If you're a Utah fan, you had this luxury of Zach Moss. You never had to take him out of the game because not only was he your best runner, he was one of your best blockers. Mm -hmm. Like, if you were going to, if you're a linebacker and you're going to try to bring pressure, then you had to, you had to get by Zach Moss. It just didn't happen. He could stand somebody up and provide Huntley with that protection. Well, there was... particular play in that game same scenario linebacker bringing pressure and jordan who lines up who is lined up on the left side of the in the shotgun formation lined up on the left side of the quarterback bentley the pressure comes from the right side of the line of scrimmage and jordan steps up backer pressure Yep, backer pressure. Steps up, scans across like he's supposed to, finds the pressure, and steps into it and makes the block that allowed Bentley to step up and throw the ball complete downfield. It was as meaningful a play probably as he's had all year, and that is one of the things Coach Whittingham...
0: I think that was the Covey touchdown. Is
1: It's critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it was the Covey touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's critical for a running back to to be
0: solid in pass protection. Here's Britton Covey talking to the media.
2: Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, everyone, we'll get started with wide receiver Britton Covey. Go ahead and use the raised hand function if you'd like to ask a question. We'll get started with Trevor Allen from KSL Sports, followed by Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune.
3: Britton, that, that was a really big win. I mean, you got you guys had, had a really good drive in that in that first quarter um, to, to uh, start out the game. And then you guys kind of stalled out a little bit. And then in that third quarter, you guys kicked it up a notch. What was set at halftime for you guys to be able to be really, really productive on offense in, in the second half?
4: Yeah, well, I think the coaches did a really good job of making adjustments going down to uh, what we were doing well at, what was open. Honestly, I think it comes down to we haven't played a full game yet, really, this team. We've always had either one half or one quarter missing. And, you know, the first half, it's not that we were doing things bad. I think Colorado's just a good team. And we came out, made some adjustments, had to battle some adversity, which was awesome, and finally played our first 60-minute game, in my opinion.
2: Next question will come from Josh Newman, followed by Chris Camarani with The Athletic. Britt, how critical are some of –
5: of those kick returns that you had just to put your offense in good field position and not have them backed up, you know, inside the 20, inside the 15. Yeah.
4: Well, it's critical. And and I'm glad we, we talked to coach this week about kind of increasing the area where I'm allowed to take a kick return because, you know, kick returns are a little different than punt returns in the sense that the momentum is usually with the team kicking off because they scored or whatever it is. And so if you can switch that momentum back right away off of a good kick return, it is huge for the offense. So, you know, kick return and power turn are two different things. And, and I'm excited to start getting more opportunities on kick return, because I really think we can bust one and we can, we can uh, set the offense up past the 35 yard line.
2: Next up is Chris Camarani, followed by Ryan Costeco with SI.com.
6: Hey Britt, I'm, I'm just wondering how you saw Jake's performance progress this week based on the last previous two weeks. Yeah.
4: Well, once again, I think it comes down to playing a full 60 minutes. Um, When Jake is confident, he is amazing. He's, he, he plays so tough. I mean, you saw some of those scrambles, you you gotta know what that does for the rest of the team. They see him out there looking like Hercules, breaking four tackles on a scramble. It it pumps all of us up. It makes you want to go to war with someone like that. And so we have full confidence in Jake. Um, And and I'm excited to see, I mean, we've only got one game left this year, which is, you know, sad. I wish we had more, but uh, we really trust Jake with, with this team, with this offense. I mean, he was voted a captain. That should tell you all you need to know about him.
2: Next question will come from Ryan Costeca, followed by Josh Frillin with KSL.
5: Hey, Brayden, so finally healthy, you know, now, how does it feel for you, you know, this kind of performance? Is this what you've expected for yourself and kind of this breakout performance, which you've been waiting for all these years? Yeah, I mean,
4: like you said, finally healthy. Uh, I think this is just scratching the surface of what the type of player that I can be. Um, you know, deep routes, short routes, running the ball, whatever it is. Uh, I really feel like uh, being healthy is is helping me scratch the surface only. You know, this isn't uh, my best performance that I plan on having in my career, and uh, I'm just excited. You know, I. I know there's all the jokes about me being old, but I, I'm 23 and I feel like I've got the best years ahead of me, maybe not for my hair, but other than that, I feel, like I feel young, I feel excited.
2: Next question will come from Josh Furlong, followed by Pat Graham with the AP and PK with um, 1280
7: The Zone. And usually in the fourth game of the season, it's your, your conference opener. You guys have been able to work out some kinks and do different things and obviously, that's kind of how this game felt today where you guys put together a a bigger game, but what, what does it feel like to now really only have one guaranteed game left and being able to know that, you know, the season is essentially coming to a close as you've, you've just kind of figured things out.
4: Yeah, Uh, it is sad. Uh, You, and I mean, this is the first time in my, in my career where we're not playing for a championship or the opportunity to go to a championship and it's different. You kind of got to dig deep. You got to find what motivates you. Uh, You know, you, we're going to have one more game. And this has been such a weird season. The honest truth is, and I, and I don't think that anyone could criticize teams for saying this, is we're all pretty burnt out. Uh, you saw what Boston College did, you know, opting out of their bowl game. And I don't blame them at all because the whole team, we're pretty burnt out just with the emotional uh, drag of the season. So to have one, one game is not fun, but at the same time, we're, we're ready to finish strong. We want to finish with a winning record you know, going
8: into next year.
2: Next question will come from Pat Graham with the last question coming from Patrick Kennehan.
8: Hey, Britton, congratulations there. Uh, I'm just just curious, just for people who don't watch you guys all the time, was that just a typical blueprint of a Utah win, great defense, running game, short passes, just doing everything right?
4: Yes, typical blueprint. Uh, I think uh, smart, tough guys is always our mantra. Um, I, I think that anyone, I heard something the other day from Yogi Roth saying, Basically, what it comes down to is you don't want to play Utah. It doesn't matter if they're 0-4 or it doesn't matter if they're 4-0. You don't want to play Utah because you know you're going to get physicality, some amazing defense, some big plays. So uh, that's that's kind of what we pride ourselves on.
2: Final question for it will come from Patrick Kinahan. What
9: would you think of waking up and not having to wait 10 hours before you played?
4: Yeah, it was weird. It was great. We woke up. Fire alarm went off in the hotel at 6.30 in the morning. And uh, we got, I I don't know, it's it's nice. You can can start thinking about the game from the moment you wake up. And uh, it's a shame that we still have finals. I still got a final later tonight. So that's the only negative part. If we had lost, I would have probably failed my final, but now I'll go and study. All
2: right, thank you, Britton.
4: Thanks.
0: There you go, Britton Covey uh, at the podium. Britain with a fantastic game overall, absolutely spectacular. And Frank, I want you to just talk about Britain uh, kind of his contributions in this game, but also just him as a person. Him he as doesn't. An individual. He doesn't
1: seem trustworthy. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't. Would you trust that guy with nine? Nine targets in a game and and six returns. He this is... guy about a buck thirty. Yeah, soaking wet. Do you see the punishment
0: that he takes? Yep.
10: Man, he is good.
0: Uh, defensive specialist Nephi Sewell, fantastic game here. He is at the podium this week because over the
3: last two games they've seen us spite on the run a lot, and then. Coach, Coach Juan told us to really dial, dial in with our eyes and I saw high hats and it just so happened that way. Next
2: question will come from Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune, followed by Chris Camarani with The Athletic.
5: Sorry, late in the first half, Colorado fumbles, you guys recover, you turn that into points. Did it feel like the, you know, that the tone of the game was changing based on that play and getting those points and, and going into halftime with some, of the momentum?
3: It definitely did. You know, um, our offense was struggling at the moment. And then we went down and we had that firefight, firefighter mentality, coach, uh, coach Scali preaches. You know, whenever there's fire, just go in as firefighters. You know, we'll put it out and it's up to us as a defense to make it happen. And it just so happened that uh, the force fumbled. And we, uh, I was really really happy for our, our kicker to get three points and going into the half.
2: Next question will come from Pat Graham with
8: the AP. Hey, so it's funny. Cause like Kyle Whittingham talked about all season about how the defense was coming together, coming together, coming together. Was that your finest effort right there? And this, I guess this was, this was a sign of how good this defense could have been.
3: Uh, it's definitely a milestone for us, but I feel like we could be so much better than what we are. You know, we've only played uh, three, four games now, or even now. And I feel like we're just scratching the surface, you know, there's only limits if you put yourself into those limitations, but I feel like we can, we can be better. We can be a better defense we can
6: go from good to good to great.
2: Final question for Nephi. I'll come from Chris. Come on,
6: come Hey Nephi, I'm just wondering, we've seen you move around so many different spots in your time at Utah and last year as a safety, this year as a linebacker, but also as a, kind of a hybrid in some of these games this year. How does positional versatility help you when you're kind of thrust into different roles?
3: Uh, Nothing big. I mean, uh, being in the linebacker room, I know what the D line and linebackers are doing now. So, and being in the safety room with Scali, uh, I kind of know the whole defense. So it's not really too much for me. Uh, I'm, I'll do whatever
0: for the team, as long as we win. All right, thank you, Nephi. There you go! Great wow. performance by yeah. Nephi Sewell uh, and this Utah defense. Uh, talk about—I'm just about to press send on a tweet here. I'm gonna, are we? Are we going to? I'm going to push send are on. Are we going to edit this live? It I says. Uh, it says <clears throat> it was great to see Utah D.N. Nephi Sewell cause trouble for Colorado.
3: Jake, you guys had that really big drive uh, to. I guess we'll jump right out to Jake Bentley uh, th- throughout the rest of the half, and then you guys came out in the third quarter and and uh, started to make, make that run. What was some of the adjustments you guys made at at the half to be able to do what you guys did on offense?
11: No, I think all the uh, schematic adjustments and that's, you know, know, credit to coach Ludwig and all the offensive coaches really, really saw what uh, Colorado was doing on defense and and really put us in the best position to be successful. Um, But I think the biggest change, biggest kind of thing for me personally, for our team was just having a, a so what, now what mentality. And, and that's something that I've always, um, you know, try to think of uh, in life or whatever, it, you know, so what we missed, you know, we, we scored, we got stalled out, you know, I missed the third down to Brandt. You know, there, there's some things that, that, that happened that were negative, but so what, and then, and then now what, now, what do we have to do? And I think, um, you know, starting up front just came out with uh, just a mindset to dominate the second half. And uh, it was just so exciting to, to see the guys' faces just just light up with excitement as we were just moving the ball and uh, just really having fun playing.
2: Next question will come from Josh Newman, followed by Josh Furlong with KSL.
5: Jake, late in the first half, um, Colorado fumbles. You guys recover it. You get points out of that. Did it feel like the tone of the game was changing based on that play? You guys got some points going into the locker room, maybe had the momentum more? I think so. I I think it was just a,
11: a matter of just perfect execution on offense. And I think when you have successful plays build up, it just gives the offense so much confidence. You look back at the Oregon State game, we miss, we mishandled that situation, didn't didn't perform the way we wanted to um, before halftime. So to be able to come back and learn from it, be in a similar situation and, and execute to perfection was was exciting um, and, and Britt executed well getting down. And then, um, I mean, Mr. Automatic, I mean, the kid doesn't miss, puts it through for us, Jaden, just, just really, just really a, a, a big momentum. Thing, i think
5: Jake, just a quick follow-up from a personal standpoint. As as these weeks go on, do you find yourself gaining more confidence with within this offense?
11: I believe so. I believe so, and I think uh, you know when you, when you look at the game, though, there's so many things to clean up. I mean, the, the, the throw to Brandt, the throw to Dalton, the corner route. I mean, I can the one before half to play drive before the the field goal before halftime, miss Brett on a crosser. So, I mean, there's so many things that for me. Um, and not to be negative about the game, I'm glad we won, but you know, something that we can go and fix. And, um, uh, you know, I think it does give me confidence that we can be even better as an offense and continue to improve. And, um, like Britt said, it, it sucks that we have one game left, but I'm so excited to get back out there with the guys and,
2: and really execute well. Next question will come from Josh Furlong with the final questions for coming from Chris Comrani, then Pat Graham, and then Steve Bartle.
7: Jake, before the season started, we heard a lot about this uh, young defense, and they weren't expected to produce as well as, as they were supposed or as they have. But what have you seen, obviously being on the offensive side from them, that's that's made them so successful? And what does it do to you know the offense when you see them just stifling that that Colorado offense?
11: Well, I think preseason that's something that everybody else was saying about our defense. That's 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 what the outside people outside of the building were thinking about our defense. We we knew internally how good they could be we know we have, you know, some of the best coaches in, in the nation, um, leading that defense and, and great leaders that, that hold guys accountable. So we knew how special our defense could be. And, and, um, uh, I think, I think the guys before we mentioned it, just the, the team confidence and, the, and just the energy that defense brought to the offense. And then, um, for the offense to go out and score right on um, the second, our first drive of, of the second half, just the, just the energy feeding off each other was just huge. And, um, you know our, our defense is playing great and uh, it's exciting to watch.
2: Next question will come from Chris Cromrani followed by Pat Graham and then Steve Bartle.
6: Hey Jake, on the broadcast, Joel Klatt was talking about the transition that you've had to made primarily from a spread uh, quarterback from your high school days to your days at South Carolina to now the way Joel described it was needing to learn a new language in a very short amount of time. And I'm wondering, what have been the the biggest challenges about learning this new offense and, you know, getting it down as, as easily as possible in such an odd year?
11: I'd say, you know, offense is is complex and definitely a new thing for me, but I think um, battling the no spring or three practices of spring and then um, just kind of having to maneuver your way through this year and, and learn and uh, you know, different, different settings and things like that has, has made it tough, but um, I just think of love wig and the just amount of hours that he's always um, invested in me. And uh, I mean, and, and really uh, a big credit is to Drew Lisk. I mean, he's he's uh, he's really taught me a lot and uh, taught me about the offense. I mean, that guy's the smartest guy I know and uh, he's helped me so much. And, um, you know, it's really big credit to them too, just just trying to learn it and uh it wasn't easy but just glad to to
8: just be here and be playing for the Hughes.
2: Next question will come from Pat Graham with the AP followed by the final question from Steve Bartle.
8: Hey Jake, first of all congratulations. Um I guess have you ever played at a 10:05 a.m. game before and what was it like being woken up at 6:30 in the morning by a fire alarm?
11: I think I, I think I've played 11 central time. That was the noon kick, but it was central time, so 11 I think is the earliest for me. Um but yeah. We, uh, I didn't know if 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 Brett set off the fire alarm trying to make his morning coffee or something. I don't know, but uh, all the all the strength coaches act like they were um, they were uh, innocent in that act. But I, I have a feeling that that one of them uh, paid somebody to do it. So, but it was fine, and it kind of got us. Well, I mean, got us woken up, and uh, you know, I, I applaud the guys for being ready, uh, waking up and being ready to go.
2: Final question will come from Steve Bartle.
7: Hey, Jake, um, great game, great effort, and and competing for the full 60 minutes. It was interesting as the game ended to see guys like Solomon Enos and Brant Keithy come up to you and and share a moment with you um, as you guys exited the field. What did – not necessarily that moment, but this game in general, to have this type type of of performance, how rewarding was it to share that with those guys – In that moment, and and with just in in your performance on the field today,
11: really, I mean, it's uh, for me, it's really something you can't describe. And uh, you know, special group, special group, especially those two guys. I mean, two guys that that are always coming up to me and 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 just fulfilling me with confidence. And uh, two guys, I'm I'm glad to call friends, teammates. um, And uh, you know, I think it's been hard. This year's been hard on all of us. And to get a big win like this, I think, was just that moment of, you know, overcoming all the adversity that we faced. And, um, you know, I think a lot of guys, you know, have personal battles too. And uh, just to – I mean, for Solo to have a big game um, was just huge for him because he's been, you know, battling some stuff. And um, that's one of the the things I told him is that, man, I'm I'm so proud of you. Way to to battle. Way to battle all week in practice and, and to come out and have a great game was just so awesome to see for him. Okay. Thank you, Jake.
7: Yep. Oh,
0: There you go, Jake Bentley at the podium. Kyle Whittingham will be joining us here momentarily. Just your thoughts on some of uh, B- Bentley's comments. Uh,
1: the the recogn- I mean, I th- I think he, he analyzed the game really well, and especially the second half when the offensive unit, you talked about it, offensive line started to take control of the football game. He recognized the mistakes that he made and improvements, and, uh, where he, the improvements he could make moving forward, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I appreciated the the accolades he gave to Drew Lisk, who's has you know now in the backup quarterback role has been with the program for a couple years and and has rarely seen the football field, and that has to be a difficult position to be in, but apparently has 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 managed that extremely well. So. Uh, I think that this this is the Jake Bentley that we were hoping utah could could have not not a perfect performance. Uh, I you know i don't I don't even know if people would come out and say this is a dynamic performance, but this is the solid performance that Utah requires out of the quarterback position.
0: i I sent a tweet that talked about Mika Tafua's performance. great mm-hmm. job by Mika. Uh, talks about Ty Jordan being the breakout player in the state of Utah. And, and I don't even think that's questionable. I actually think he could be looked at as one of the top probably five or so breakout players in the country. Mm-hmm. If you if people actually watch this guy play, how how electric he is, that's how he is. But I think that this Utah offense, that was the performance I expected. Here's Kyle Whittingham at the podium.
9: Okay. Am I okay without this mask? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Coach, do you want to start with an opening statement? Sure. Uh, proud of this team. They, they hung in there and, and uh, fought their way out of a, a tough spot. They went into halftime down uh, 14-10 and uh, promptly gave up a touchdown right out of the gate in the second half. No way to start the second half. Or certainly not the ideal way, but uh, they, uh, they never flinched. Hung in there. Offense got clicking and uh, scored, uh, what, 28 points in the second half. Jake Bentley got hot in that second half. I think he was 10 of 19 in the first half and then 10 of twelve or 13 in the second half. So, so he really picked up his play. Uh, a lot of plays being made out there by a lot of people. Britt Covey had some key catches, keep some drives alive. Ty Jordan, another big rushing day. Uh, defense played solid throughout. They only gave up uh, 14 points. We had the one issue on the punt uh, return, which uh, can't happen. we got to get that corrected. Uh, field goal kicker was outstanding. Another three for three uh, outing made all his PATs, but the the most important thing is this team just hung in there, never flinched and just, just kept fighting and found a way to win. And that's a good win on the road against the top 25 team. So that's proud of these guys.
2: First question will come from Steve Bartle with the Ute Zone, followed by Trevor Allen with KSL Sports.
7: Hey coach, just, you know, wanted to ask you how, how impressed were you with Jake Bentley's performance today, particularly the contrast in you know his showing in the first half uh, compared to how he played in the second half?
9: Well, very impressed and proud of him, and and he uh, had a pretty stern talk with him at halftime and, and uh, you know let him know that that he needed to uh, you know play with more confidence and and uh, just be better overall. And Jake responded. And that was uh, great to see Jake's a competitor he's a tough kid and uh, he's a veteran he's been there he's, he's started you know, close to what 40 games at uh, the power five at the power five level so he's no he's no stranger to uh to situations and, and uh it was great to see him respond the way
2: next up will be Trevor Allen followed by Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune
3: Kyle, what was some of the things you guys changed up on, on defense in that second half? I know you guys gave up, uh, you know, that, that one big play coming out of, the, out of the half, but it seemed like you guys really, you know, hunkered down and, and was really physical on defense in that
9: second half. Yeah, we were we were really physical throughout versus the run. And that was going to be, in our estimation, one of the keys, if not the key to the game, was our rush defense against their rush offense. They, they had the back that was leading the conference, came off of just coming off a 300-yard-plus outing last week. And uh, we knew that if they got their usual yards on the ground, that didn't bode well for us. So the run defense is where it started. And then uh, we did a little mixing up in the second half, more single high stuff instead of the split safety looks that we had more of in the first half. And, and it was more effective for us. A little more man coverage in the second half as well. And those, those corners, uh, we're, we're trying to bring them along slowly. We don't want to be too high of a dose of man coverage. Typically, we're an 80% man team, but that has not been the case this year because we've got to bring those guys along and, and uh, allow them to gain confidence. So uh, Coach Scali and the defense staff did a phenomenal job of putting them in situations to succeed. And they responded and gave away defensively with three takeaways. And that was huge. We were plus two in the turnover margin, which, which uh, we don't lose many games when we're plus two in the turnover margin. Next question will
2: come from Josh Newman, followed by Pat Graham with the AP.
5: Kyle, congrats on the win. Um, late in the first half, Colorado fumbles, you guys recover it, you turn that into points. Did it feel like the tone of the game may have flipped in that moment, you know, with that turnover going into the locker room?
9: It was good momentum going in at halftime, and that was the exact situation that we had the week before, but uh, we didn't get down. You notice that Kevin of did a great job of getting what he can get and then getting down so we get the timeout called and get the kick away. Whereas the last week, and we got to do a better job as coaches, and apparently we did last week, because we got it, we got it emphasized and got it, uh, got it executed today, and that did give us momentum. Now it took the wind out of our sails a little bit when they responded, with that. Uh, I think they were at the forty-yard line after the opening kickoff for the second half, and then one play later, uh, in the end zone, and so that was, uh, <laughs> that was a little bit of a wake-up call. But, but uh, like I said, our guys uh, just hung in there and, and continued to fight. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what you want to see in the team is fight. You want to see guys that, that uh, you know, can handle adversity. You got to handle adversity, you got to handle success. You know, it's all the same thing. You got to keep playing at a high level and, and not, uh, not let things, uh, you know, get uh, snowballing on you.
5: And just a quick follow-up through four games, has your defense maybe um, performed better than what you had anticipated during camp? I would
9: say yes. I think I was asked that same question last week. And the answer is the same this week. And it's yes, uh, we're, I think we're second in the league in total defense. And uh, If you had told me that uh, we're going to replace nine starters, and be playing with four, five, six freshmen at times, and be second in the league after, uh, you know, after three or four games, and I'd say that's a pretty good job. And uh, Those young guys are responding, and we're excited about their future. I can tell you that, they've got a, a big upside
2: uh, looking ahead. Next up is Pat Graham, followed by the final two questions from Chris Kamrani and Patrick Kenahan.
8: Sorry about that. Uh, congratulations, first of all. I guess uh, for people who don't see your team all the time, your defense shining like that, you're penalty free, you, you grind that one out on the ground. Is that just kind of a Utah blueprint? Would you like to see that every time?
9: Well, I'd love to see it every time. Absolutely. We can, we can do that every week. And, and uh, that, that's awesome. It's not going to happen every week, but that's that's our MO, is play good, great defense. And, and uh, we did just that today. And uh, you know, we got a, it all starts with defending the run. And if you can defend the run and turn the team one-dimensional, then, then you get a, a big advantage. And so just proud of the way the guys uh, executed the plan. And, and uh, typically, we're a little better on special teams. They weren't as good on special teams today. as we Next
6: question will come from Chris Comrani. Kyle, that's four turnovers created or involved with, with Nefi Sewell in four games. Uh, What is it specifically about his skill set that allows him to be so successful in what you guys do defensively?
9: Well, first of all, he's got really good speed and quickness for a linebacker. He was a safety uh, before he got to us and and actually played safety for part of last year before we made the move full-time linebacker. And that, that's defensive back quickness and change of direction and, and, uh, Burst is really a huge asset to him as a linebacker. And he did a great job in the offseason putting on 15 pounds. He was about 210 last year. And we said, hey, you know, you're gonna, your as a linebacker. And he promptly put on 15 pounds. He's 225 pounds, about six feet tall. And, uh, you know, a little undersized for, for a backer. But, but just quick, tough, instinctive. And he has a nose for the ball. And uh, runs in the family, I guess. He's, he's one of a bunch of really good football players from that family.
6: And just as a quick follow-up, Britt and Jake said that the alarm, fire alarm went off at 6.30 a.m. in the hotel. And and Jake made a joke that maybe it was one of the strength coaches getting everybody up at the same time. Can you can confirm it? Can you confirm that? I
9: can confirm it? I, I told Jeff Rudy, our operations guy, I want some juice in this wake-up stuff. He put the juice in, we had that in the whole hotel rocket at 6.30. Sorry. Now, fortunately, that was the time we were scheduled to get up, so it would have been uh, a little more irritating if it would have been you know, 3-3 or 4-3 in the morning. But you know, we got a full sleep, and, and uh, that definitely got everyone's attention.
2: Next question will come from Patrick Kenhan with the final question coming from Josh Furlong.
9: I think Jordan and Kyle had about 30 yards at halftime and obviously the big second half. Did you just think it was a matter of time for him to come through there? That, we should start blocking better in the second half. You know, we challenged the offensive line a little bit at halftime because we weren't getting much movement in the first half, and the pass protection was, was a little rough. And they responded and did a great job in the second half. Got some movement. Uh, tight ends were involved in that as well. Tight ends did a nice job blocking. You know Those long runs that you spring, typically you've got a key block by a wide receiver at that third level that uh, enables it to, to go the distance. And so concerted effort by everybody, but a great individual job by Ty. All right,
2: final question will come from Josh Furlong.
7: Now, normally the fourth game is the, the conference opener. You guys get to work things out in those three non-conference games. Britton and Covey said that the players are kind of a little burned out nationally, right? Like everybody's just tired of everything, and, and this has been a tough season. What, How do you, how do you take stock into this game, and, and where do you see kind of your team, knowing that the season's essentially close to being over?
9: Well, I take a lot of stock in this game today. Is that what you ask,
7: what stock we take in the game? Yeah, that and, and kind of a season look as well, knowing it's close. It has
9: been rough. It's, it's been different. It's been challenging. Uh, but our guys have responded as well as they possibly could have. Uh, it was tough getting the rug pulled out from under them, you know, the at the 11th hour in those first two ballgames. games. That was a little bit disheartening, but it was the right decision to make. And uh, they've responded and and uh, played their hearts out, uh, you know, the last four games. Even though we didn't win the first two, but uh, our guys, it's a season that it's been a four game season that seems like a 14 game season. It's it's uh, it's been a a journey but uh you got to be resilient you got to be tough you got to keep fighting and that's what they've been doing
2: all right thank you coach
9: okay jordy thank you great job
0: there you go coach whittingham at the podium post game utah getting the win over colorado in dominating fashion fantastic game all around night I think they really picked it up in the second half, but this was a really nice win for the University of Utah. Frank, give me some of your thoughts on what Kyle Whittingham had to say there. You know what he didn't say today? Yeah, I do. Yeah. A flavor of ice cream.
1: <laughs> he, he, he did not mention any ice cream flavors. So uh, that that's interesting. I would like to make this point about that. Uh, he did. He did say that Coach Ludwig had a had a stern talking with Jake Bentley at halftime, and Bentley responded. I think there's been consistency in uh, what the offense is trying to accomplish, and it felt today like the execution of the game plan was much better offensively for Utah today. And then you get the results like like we still see. Utah still ran the ball for almost 200 yards. I mean, that's, they always want to be in that, that area. The, the, the difference today is that they also threw the ball for 240 yards. They threw the ball 32 times. They completed well over 50% of their passes. Uh, only the one turnover. Utah wins the turnover battle. Today, zero penalties on the day for the Utes. So, all of the difficulties that Utah had in. And, and, and Britton Covey said something that was meaningful is that Utah finally put together four quarters. I don't know that Utah put together four quarters. I, I think they put together a second half, like a really good second half. And the first half, you would say, well, maybe they didn't play, perform as well as they, they could have previously. Against, against Washington, those first two quarters were fantastic. So uh, I don't know if they put together four quarters or if they just finished the game the right way, scoring 14 points per quarter the last two. Uh, anyway, anyway, I think what we heard from Coach Whittingham today is that this is where he thinks the football team, you know, this, this is the level they should pr- perform at every single week. Uh, he also said that, and this is something that we've mentioned several times, that defensively they are not as aggressive as they have been in the past. He said 80% of the time in the past they're in a man-to-man coverage, I meaning you're bringing, you're you're putting people on an island in the defensive backfield, and you're bringing pressure. They just haven't been willing to do that because they have a bunch of young guys in the defensive secondary, and that. Uh, that that game plan worked out pretty well today as as well, and and a lot of it because Utah was able to provide a little bit of pressure with their standard front with a four man four man rush. Uh, Neuer Sam Neuer ends up in the first half looked really good, but he ends up the game completing less than fifty percent of his passes. Uh, Plus the interception. In the first half, it looked like he was going to control the football game. So overall, yeah, I think Coach Whittingham just felt like he finally got uh, a full performance out of his football team. Like all phases of the game, maybe a letdown on special teams, maybe a letdown on defense or offense here and there, but, but functioned fully for the first time this football season.
0: We'll take a quick break here at the TryDayTrading.com studios. We'll come back to some more of Frank's thoughts, and we'll try to figure out exactly what to think of this Utah team moving forward now. And uh, is there a likelihood of just one more game? Could there be another game, or is that it for the University of Utah? We'll talk about that and much more. That's coming up next on the Utah Postgame Show.
10: short one underneath, caught, and touchdown! Solomon Ennis with the score, and Utah marches it right down the field on their opening series and puts six on the board. Watch Covey, he kind of comes out and then they're just going to get a little... we will get the snap off as Neuer spins, fumbles the football, Utah says they have it, Tupai with the hit. Nate Ritchie picked it up. It looked like that came out right when Tupai hit him. And Richie was Not right there. Fear, this is the
5: fumble. Recovered by the defense. First down.
10: Sam Doyer. sidelined this time. Oh, what a throw what a catch. <laughs> <laughs> There is a flag, but Neuer couldn't have thrown a Offside better ball. Offside offense, number 99 in the neutral zone for
0: snap. The penalties declined. The result of the play is a touchdown.
10: Lennon will punt it from the 24. Dimitri Stanley is hovering around his own 25. When fielded at the 20, it's Rice. And Rice with the road. Brendan Rice makes one man. First down, and he fumbled, and it's picked up by Utah. First down, and ten at the 39, your side, ball is caught, it's Rice, Rice still running, wow, look at this, again, Brendan Rice with a touchdown, first it was an 81-yard turn, and now, second and three. Down. ran a great round. And Utah takes the 23-21 lead.
0: And there it is. That was kind of the flow of things. You've got Utah taking the momentum back. They take it into the second half, and they dominate from there on out. Frank, really just a dominant performance in the second half of this game for Utah.
1: Se- yeah, the second half uh, just <laughs> – everything turned around for Utah Colorado comes out in the in that first series of the second half they go down a score seven points they take that they take the lead in the game 2110 uh, at that point I believe that that felt like uh, maybe it was going to be overwhelming uh, and but Utah took but Utah you know like like Bentley said, so what? Now what? They just took control of the football game, and I, I, you know, I we say it a lot. Maybe it gets old or cliche, but they started to just win the game at the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. and and when you do that, you know, kind of everything else opens up. It wasn't perfect up front. I mean, Ty Jordan broke tackles at at the line of scrimmage and picked up extra yards, but there were a lot of times when he was in the second level, and, and could run for lots of extra yards. There were plenty of times when Bentley had the opportunity to look all over the field to find his, his guys. Bentley also made some really nice plays with his legs to keep drives alive, breaking tackles, refused to go down. Uh, and on the defensive side, even with a, a more conservative approach defensively, They still only allowed, well, 21 points in the game. They only allowed seven points in the second half, and that was the first drive. Both of us had this funny, we had this phenomenon happen early in the game, and we both talked about, looked at each other like, we've been through this before. Utah goes down in the first series of the game, and they look like they're world beaters. Drive it right down the field, score a touchdown in the first quarter. That was the only points of the first quarter. And – and then they only scored 3 in the second quarter but how many times have you been involved in that type of football game where your offense goes down very first drive of the involved, game involved played in yeah and they 20 yeah it looks like you're for yeah. everything you're going to win and then it goes silent it goes dead utah went 3 and out maybe on three of their next three series it was it was just this weird thing and that's it feels like that's kind of what happened to Colorado in the second half. They take the first drive. They march it down, punch it in, and then they go silent. No points the rest of the game.
0: It, it Really impressive, and I, I like the distribution. I like that they got the run game going. Ty Jordan in the run game, it was consistent. Uh, talk about usage of Brant Keithy and Brian Thompson in the passing game. Britton Covey obviously – the most amount of usage uh, in the passing game, but talk about Brant Keithy and Brian Thompson. Are they used properly enough? Could it be more? Why are we not seeing Brian Thompson use more? He had one of the more spectacular catches that we've seen all year. Unbelievable catch,
1: good coverage in the secondary. He was able to go up and haul that ball in. A nice pass by Bentley. Brian Thompson's a talent, and uh, and and so, you know, he he. he feels like he's a guy who should who should catch the ball with great regularity uh, or at least have an opportunity to catch the ball with great re- regularity. Solomon Enos is a guy that we just haven't talked about this year, and he had a, you know, the three catches, he had a nice game. Uh, Keithy ends up with three catches on the day. He had a couple of runs in the game as well. And it felt like every time the five times he touched the ball, well, except for the one that was a bad snap at the goal line, every time he touched the ball, it, it just feels like it's a very productive down for Utah. Whenever Keithy is around the ball, it feels like it's very productive. Uh, that's the way it felt with Britton Covey today as well. So, you know, on those, on those twenty completions, Britton Covey gets nearly half, nine of them, and then how do you distribute the the eleven remaining receptions appropriately? And you could look across it and say, well, that's that's pretty good. I'd still like to see Keithy, you, you know, significantly involved in the. In the offense. And and I'm sure that, that the offensive staff feels that way as well. I don't think they're necessarily disregarding Keithy, but I'd sure like to see him with the ball in his hands more
0: often. Yeah, you know, we talked a lot about this offense, a ton. But there were some huge defensive plays made by this Utah defense. Huge defensive plays. You had that Nate Ritchie sack. Talk about that pressure using Nate Ritchie, uh, Ritchie off of the backfield pressure.
1: Yeah. It's something that uh, Utah's been reluctant to do this year. Maybe we've seen it a couple times, uh, but not not that particular.
0: Not uh, where it got home, at least. Not,
1: no, no it it hasn't gotten home, and and then that was early. That was still early in the football game to see R- Richie sneak up line of scrimmage. Uh, looked like he, I think he got around the tackle. Like he just. F- one, two steps, and he was around the tackle, Speed and rush yeah. yeah, and then to the to the quarterback, so and maybe that's just something that Colorado wasn't expecting they hadn't seen whatever it was, Utah took appropriate opportunities to to bring pressure, and it's it, the luxury that they had today is that um especially in the second half of play. Utah was able to get enough pressure that they didn't have to worry about creating pressure. They could leave a little help in the defensive secondary to to mess up passing lanes, and and even with that, they were able to get enough pressure so that Sam Neuer was uncomfortable in the second half.
0: Um, After the Nate Ritchie sack, you had a Maxis Tuapai-caused fumble, and Nate Ritchie recovered the fumble. Now, that ended up in a three-and-out, didn't end up in points, but it definitely stirred up Colorado there in the first half. It was one of the few things outside of that first offensive drive. It was one of the few things in it the was... first half that was, that was spectacular and stand out. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, Nephi Sewell and his interception that was fantastic. I talked about Mika Tafua a little bit. Mika Tafua had three quarterback pressures. Now, Mika didn't end up at the top of the tackling list, and he didn't end up with a ton of TFLs, but he had three huge quarterback pressures that were big in big moments in the second half when Colorado was trying to make the comeback. So fantastic job by Mika. It was just nice because this young defense made a really nice push in the second half of this game to complement the offense, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you right now, Britton Covey's going to be back for two more years because <laughs> he's, he's a junior. He's a junior, and, and he'll get that extra year of eligibility. And Britain, I don't think Britain's the kind of guy that's going anywhere. Like he'll he'll get a shot in a camp, and I do think that a team will give him a shot at a special teams returns and maybe working into slot play and and see if he can if his body can hold up at the professional level, but. I think Britain should come back and come back again. So that's special. Keithy'll have another well all every one of these guys has a potential extra year. How many graduate degrees can you get? Wow. He could get a couple. He's gonna get a PhD. He should. He's gonna get a PhD. It play a Hayton degree. <laughs> and still be playing football. He's so good, man. And then he, he should just so good. He should just slide right into the coaching ranks. Coach Whittingham should hire him immediately. If he sticks around and stays productive, he will be my my third all time favorite ute.
1: Wait a second. Wait a second.
0: Uh huh.
1: Your third all time favorite ute.
0: Fifth, sixth, sixth. A sixth? Uh, six? How do you
1: make that change? Mm-hmm. Who Who is your first all time favorite ute? You. <laughs> Who's your who's your one you A? <laughs> Were you
0: not expecting that? <laughs> no. You know I'm I'm your no. biggest fan. I always have been. Uh Eric Weddle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How could you not love Eric Weddle? Uh-huh. How could you not love Number
0: Eric Number three? Bell? Doug Cafusi. Really? Yes. Yeah. Huge fan. Really? Yeah. Yep. Number four? katai Aluval.
1: Oh. Cowtie still has the greatest hit in Utah football history Yeah, on, on Ronnie Jenkins coming out of the backfield. A little swing pass or something. He just uh, unbelievable.
0: Got, number number five, Lewis Powell. And there you'll have what? Britton Covey as number six. What? What about, like, uh, what about the Krugers? What about Johnny
1: Paul? What about... Under Lewis. Stevenson Sylvester.
0: Well, under Lewis. What
1: about Robert Johnson?
0: Well, under Britain. (laughs) Well, back behind Frank and Britain. Uh, What about
1: John Hayes? Well, well, (laughs) Devontae Booker.
7: Zach
0: Moss. (laughs) All back behind. Britain will be the sixth. He, and and could argue that at some point he Kevin could even Dyson work up from there. Alex Smith, for heaven's sakes! Because the the five in front of him, Brett Elliott, have are, are you know they're they're guys that I relate with and guys that I work with and guys that I believe in. And Garrett Bowles, he could work his way up there, uh, well back. Yeah, Garrett Bowles would be behind like Jason Boone and Jesse Boone and Chris. Kemoiatu, uh, Chris. Chris would be just behind uh, Jason and and maybe Alex Smith. What? Yeah. <laughs> but what? I do like Chris.
7: <laughs> oh, what?
0: you know who what would about... be? You know, it'd be seven. Who? Malafala. Which
1: one? Chris. Chris Fuamatu, not his brother Roy.
0: No, Chris Fuamatu Malafala would be number seven. Yeah. That guy was still playing when I was playing. He's a good one. And he was good, man. He was fun. He's he was uh, he was Jerome Bettis in a bigger body. Like, he was. Yeah. I'm surprised that he didn't. And, angry, like, mean. I'm surprised he didn't have a 10-year NFL career. But he did make it with the Steelers for, what, like, six? Yeah. Yeah. He made it for a while.
1: Yeah. Was there ever a more angry, mean, Offensive lineman than Chris Kamoyatu out of Utah? No,
0: I don't think so. There was never—I don't think there was a more feared. But Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Gross. Gross was really good. Jordan
1: Gross. Jordan Gross. Jordan Gross is my top ten. Didn't have the same animosity towards human beings that Chris Kamoyatu yeah. did. Yeah. Chris would, yeah. Chris Kimiato would would typically have one personal foul per game. Yep. Because of aggressive play. Well,
0: like, Chris is the type of guy, you know, you see those videos of runners and the guy will fall in front of them and somebody will stop to help him pick him up and help him to the finish line. Chris is the kind of guy that on the way by, he'd just kick him, give him one more jab, step on his helmet, make sure he's not finishing at all. Yeah. Which is exactly what you want from your offensive line. Yeah. But, uh, you but know. But Britton Covey. That's, uh, yeah. As far as, okay, as far as. Just taking all of the the other factors, the, the friendships and relationships and working relationships out, Britton Covey, when all is said and done, I may have more respect for him as a player than any other former Ute for what he's done in his if he does play in his 11 years if he does play another <laughs> two years he's got two more years of eligibility man when did he start he started in 2015 and this guy plays <laughs> it's it's 20 <laughs> degrees out there and he's snagging the ball out of the air as if he's got honey on his fingers as if it's a, a balmy 78 and he's got stick on his fingers it's twenty degrees. That ball is as hard as a rock. Bentley is putting it in areas where he's got to get ten yards to it. Completely sprawl out to get it, and it, and it, and he's coming down with it.
1: Yeah, and, then, and and has the presence of mind.
0: Yeah, to to get yards after the catch, and then in a in the kick return game. He's like, no, nah, well, those guys are getting close. Boy, they're running fast. I'll ah, screw it. I'm going to catch this and go. <laughs> and you're go. like, oh, man. And then he gets you in good field position. Steve Smith. Ah. Well, well behind Britain. Well behind everybody. You want to you keep going with names? I mean, there, there's some good ones. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good There's ones. A lot of Jordan of really- Gross would definitely be in my top ten, but yeah, Britain is going to take over. Uh, all right, Frank, let's uh, put a bow on this thing. Just kind <laughs> of okay. talk to me, talk to me about the overall picture. Now, Utah <laughs> with the opportunity. I think Sunday evening we find out who and when Utah plays. It
1: maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, maybe tonight. Uh, yeah, I think that we'll, we, they should be able to figure this out by the end of the. By, by the time everything wraps up tonight. I mean, so the path is cleared for USC to play in the conference championship game. Uh, and the Pac-12 is breathing a sigh of relief that they don't have to make a decision or live through the controversy of having an undefeated Colorado team not get into the championship game or USC being lined up against Colorado in a championship game because that's not a north and south Matchup, so so all all USC has to do is beat UCLA. It seems like a very winnable game, but this is the Pac-12. I would not be surprised to see Chip Kelly and UCLA destroy the chances <laughs> for for USC to to represent the South in the in the championship game. Uh it it uh, th- this has been a difficult. <laughs> In lots of ways, a difficult year for Utah. And I like the progression of this football team. Challenging start. You miss your first two games. Lose a game. Didn't play very well against USC. uh, Played pretty well against Washington. Figure out how not to win a game. Scrape by against a gritty uh, Oregon State team without their two best players. And finally, in game four against an undefeated Colorado team, a team I really like and a team that felt like had a a lot of the right pieces in place and the attitude and playing at home, Uh, Utah goes in and, you know, struggles around the first half and puts together a dominant second-half performance that makes everybody feel like, okay, Coach Winningham has this team on track. They, now they've really now they're starting to build something for next year, and I think this game potentially a win next week. Small possibility of a bowl game. All of a sudden, people feel a lot different about this football team than they did just a couple of weeks ago. Like there is some real potential here. And and by the way, Utah has Cam Rising coming back next year. He's not going to play this year, but but there certainly will be a quarterback battle with all of the pieces in place and starting to come together right now. I think this is a, this is a football team on the rise. No question about it.
0: I think you're right, Frank. Uh, appreciate you. All you do, man, you do a fantastic job. Nobody does it better. Nobody knows these Utah teams and these coaches and understands the game better than you. And I appreciate you brother. Every single you're, week. You're, t- you're way too kind. No, you're I'm way too, too
1: thoughtful. i feel uh, I'm not going to say that you're insincere. I won't say that. Far from it. Okay. Very sincere. One time we're going to have to talk about your favorite Utah broadcasters of all time. Not today. That's a t- that's a t- <laughs> that's a different discussion <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're there. You are definitely. There. I just want to be in your top five. Oh, you, know, you that's, are. That's going to be good enough for me. Anyway, Hans, you. I learn so much from you every single week. It was a pleasure watching the game with you today because you see things happening on the field, especially at the line of scrimmage, that I just don't see. It's a lot of fun.
0: Well, I appreciate all you do. Big thanks to Johnny Lightfoot. Thanks, Johnny. You're the always foot. incredible. Johnny Lightfoot, fantastic job. And, of course, Eric back in the studio does a fantastic job as well. We'll take a quick one here at the TridayTrading.com studios. This is your Utah Post Game Show.